0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. Morning, Coffee. I'm your host, Vince Tagliavia. This is a show where we talk about the news and events in the morning. What is transpiring as far as U.S. news, world news, politics, World War III, the social destabilization, everything that we see unfolding in the world in front of us, um, the world which we like to call Wonderland in these odd times where we are all waking up to the truth of what's really going on around us some call it conspiracy but what is a conspiracy because they're right it is a conspiracy <clears throat> people conspire that's the truth in the of the matter so in the mornings we like to just review the news and events even the financial aspect of things just to stay on track of things Before we jump into the rest of our day So welcome everybody, good morning Hope you have your morning beverages And everything's going well Uh, We're live every Monday And through Friday at 8.30am Pacific, 11.30am Eastern time, so tune on in You can also download the audio versions Of this show on Podbean uh, Spotify Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts So you can enjoy those on the go And download them, listen to them offline etc. So welcome, everybody. Let's just get into it. Mr. Plum, good morning. My morning's going great. I've been up for several hours already. I went to bed uh, semi-early, and I've gotten a lot done thus far. Did a lot of reading and a couple errands, believe it or not. So I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Hello, Z-Man. Hello, Princess Summer. Etc. Good, you got your coffee. Well, let's get into things then. Let's get into it. Today will be an eventful. We're going to start with finance, and we'll get into the rest of what to expect for the day. <clears throat> um, I do want to pull something up because I feel like we might have breaking news today as we go. I don't know. I got to see the timeline of this. It's 8:30 a.m. It's 11:30 East Coast, so. Uh, oh, I guess we have a half hour until they start voting, voting for the speaker. So maybe after the show where we know what has gone on there, we'll talk about what will unfold here shortly in a minute. But first let's talk about finance today, U S treasuries, uh, the treasuries, U S yields drop ahead of economic data and fed minutes. So, um, Let's take a look at this real quick, just really quick, really quickly, because finance, let's face it, we don't love it. Let's just get through the gist of it. Um, So the benchmark U.S. 10-year Treasury yield fell on Wednesday, putting it on track for its longest streak of declines in more than five months as investors weighed the path of the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes with the likelihood of a recession. Later on Wednesday, investors will eye data on U.S. manufacturing and the labor market for signs of weakening, as well as the minutes from the U.S. Central Bank's December meeting for clues on when the Fed will begin to dial down the tightening of its monetary policy. So, we're anticipating data. The markets aren't reacting pos- positively to it. Um, it's probably going to be negative, and the market's probably going to do worse. So, we'll see how this all unfolds. Um, we have got uh, Salesforce here. Uh, they said they're going to cut 10% of their workforce. Uh, quote, we hired too many people. That's unfortunate. Salesforce is a huge company. So with big cuts like this, 10% of a workforce, this is a massive thing. Um, Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff is, is putting to rest... Right out of the gate in 2023 that he's serious about improving profit margins, which Wall Street has pushed his leadership team to do in recent years. On Wednesday, Salesforce said it would slash 10% of its workforce and execute select real estate exits and office office space reductions. The company declined to comment to Yahoo Finance on what real estate it would be exiting or offices it would be reducing. This is a problem with all of these huge companies such as Salesforce reducing their workforce is it opens up a lot of office space. Are you going to buy that office space? I'm certainly not. I'm struggling just to, you know, do my thing and have have a house. So... You know, this is going to be vacant office space all over the country from these companies leaving and from people also working at home. This is not good for the real estate market. I'm sure um, one person that might come in or a group of people that might come in and purchase this is BlackRock and other such companies. And and uh, so this isn't good. Um, it does, though, by reducing the workforce, believe it or not, I think it will have a positive impact on. On the economy recovering. And I do think that is true. So believe it or not. As counterintuitive as it seems. Um, things have to get a lot worse before they get any better. I think so. Here we have Dubai announcing plans to double economy in the next decade. This is wild. Dubai has grown so much just in the last decade or two. And they want to double that. Dubai announced Wednesday a bold plan aiming to boost foreign trade and investment in the UAE's financial hub and double the size of its economy by twenty thirty three. Wow. Um the Gulf Emirates ruler, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Muqtom, unveiled in a series of tweets that Dubai economic the Dubai economic agenda. Dubbed D33. Interesting, 33, why 33? Isn't that a Masonic number? I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Um, they have targets totaling 32 trillion dirhams, or $8.7 trillion. The plan would double the size of Dubai's economy in the next decade and consolidate its position among the top three global cities. Sheikh Mohammed said in a post that was accompanied by a marketing video. It really is a popular world destination, kind of in the center of the world where a lot of business happens. So they could see this increase like this. This is pretty wild stuff. D33. Hmm. Uh, Let's end this segment. This isn't actually financially based, so I guess we're going to end it there on the finance. But if you guys know of Dan Pina, he does talk about finance a lot here he's talking about something else close to all of our hearts and let's just listen to what he has to say this just made me happy and i wanted to let give you guys let you let you all also crack a smile this morning so check this check what dan pina has to say he's such an inspiration
1: He's responsible for where we are with the planet uh i don't happen to agree with the global warming horseshit, no. but the uh, and there's a lot of things I don't agree with. I, I think it's funny the Chinese government about six months ago that the young girl Greta uh, was telling the Chinese to stop making so many chopsticks. It saves forests. <laughs> then the minister of uh, energy got on TV uh, Chinese TV and it wasn't really related to Western TV. She says chopsticks are made out of bamboo, dummy. I mean, how much do you know about global warming? And uh, of course, my side of the equation, all laugh like hell. But, I mean, you know, somebody should have slapped the snot out of that little bitch a long time ago. And...
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Talk about somebody who doesn't mind speaking their mind. See, what an inspiration. <laughs> somebody should have stopped the snot out of that little. Wow. Dan Pina. I, I might have to look up some more of inspirational videos later. Holy smoke. Yeah. How dare you? They're made out of bamboo, you dummy. What do you want us to do? Go mine silver and and tin and whatnot? What's wrong with bamboo? She doesn't care. It's all a scam. So, let's talk about this here. A quick update on Damar, the football player who collapsed on the field the other night. Uh, Well, there's a video. So let's watch this update real quick just to stay on top of what's going on. Jamie, it's been nearly 36
1: hours Uh, since DeMar Hamlin suffered that cardiac arrest in that Monday night game and was taken to this University of Cincinnati Medical Center, a level one trauma center. And we are here today hoping to provide you any final update on Damar Hamlin's health status. But I was able to get some sort of update from his uncle talking with him outside of the hospital last night. And Dorian Glenn mentioned to me that Damar is still in the intensive care unit, the ICU, on a ventilator and in sedation. But he did have a positive update. He said he's improved to 50% oxygen needed on the ventilator after originally being at 100%. And said he said, look, the main thing for us now is for him to breathe on his own and co- continue to improve his lung capacity. And look, he's not out of the woods yet, DeMar's uncle said, but right now they're taking it day by day. He did want to make
0: clear that he thanked the first responders. Okay. Um- am I stupid it's he said damar uh, he said he's improved to fifty percent oxygen needed on the ventilator after originally being at a hundred percent I don't understand I guess I'm just I think that is a I think that is an improvement he needs fifty percent oxygen he's improved okay hold on I need to wrap my head around this so he said He's improved to 50% oxygen needed on the ventilator after originally being at 100% needed. Okay, so now he's receiving less oxygen because he's he has a higher oxygen level. Okay, I was totally misunderstanding that this morning, and I uh, got confused, but that makes sense. So that's positive information. Hopefully he can start breathing on his own and get out of the hospital and make a recovery. Um, it's been in there for a while, and those ventilators are no joke. So, you know, we've really got to hope he pulls through because those hospitals have a way with when they put people on ventilators it's kind of difficult to get off um people are not happy with football here's one reporter courtney r cronin says the nfl should push all games back
2: I do know that while we have heard that this game, it's not going to be played this week, the other Week 18 games, we have no word on that yet. And, and the word I get around from people talking the league is that the NFL is a reactive league and not a proactive league. How can you expect other players who were not at this game last night to want to go out and play in these Week 18 season finales? It just feels like the NFL is missing the mark here. We've seen precedent for this before. In 2001, after 9-11, they didn't play those Week 2 games because the players did not want to play the league was trying to force that thing through and it was the player's decision to not play they have the bye week in between the nfc and afc championships between that and the super bowl they could utilize that they can move the schedule back no one should be playing in week 18 i do know that while we have
0: nobody should be playing in week 18 here's my feelings on this i don't care i don't care for sports they could do whatever they want um i think it's a big scam anyway and it's rigged sports are silly to me. They're fun to play. Sure. Um, but it's, to me, it's just the circus. It's a distraction is really what it is. In my opinion. I really think that. So, I mean, there's a lot of sports fans out there and let me know your thoughts on if they should play or not. Is it up to the players? I mean, there aren't, they contractually up, obligated to play. They're essentially voluntary slaves. And I know it's a controversial thing to say, but it's kind of true. They've, signed contracts and they have obligations um so let's go to this i just posted this on the social red pill our private social network um if you're not there it's free to join socialredpill.com i just posted this there in case you guys wanted to share it um this is for those who think this is just a freak accident, meaning this um, Damar accident with him passing out on the field on live television, um, collapsing on the field, uh, somebody has presented a compilation of similar events in the last two years. Um, these are uh, athletes in particular, so let's just watch this. I know you guys are very familiar, but... A lot of times people say, you know, show me the evidence that this is happening. You have no evidence. Oh my gosh, you're such a conspiracy theorist. Well, you could bring this to them and say, well, look at this. We
2: have a player down on the court. We'll try to get more information.
1: Johnson taken out on a stretcher and rushed to local Tallahassee Memorial Hospital.
2: Leading cardiologist says cluster of collapses in footballers likely to be just a coincidence. A terrible coincidence at that. But just a coincidence,
0: yes, just a coincidence.
1: One of their high school football players died.
0: 17-year-old Everest Romney got his vaccine shot, and that is when doctors found out he had two blood clots inside his brain.
2: Doctors baffled after 16-year-old football player and wrestler suffers a stroke and blood clot in his brain. 17-year-old high school student dies suddenly after suffering critical medical emergency during flag football games. 16-year-old high school football player collapses and dies after suffering medical emergency during practice. Family and doctors are baffled by the sudden and unexplained death of a 16-year-old Stanford High School football player. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin in critical condition after collapsing on the field during the game. He was administered CPR before being taken away in an ambulance.
1: 12-year-old Jason Kidd collapsed during warm-ups at basketball practice. He died a short time later. A South Carolina high school football player has died after collapsing at football practice. Isaiah Turner died yesterday following a, quote, sudden catastrophic Event. 17 year old Philip Laster Jr. collapsed while practicing
2: football on Monday. A 16 year old student from West Catholic Preparatory High School collapsed while warming up for a scrimmage in Chester County. Two young athletes, the latest to die, suddenly prominent cardiologists tie alarming trend to COVID shots.
1: The hardest thing was I let him get that shot. <laughs>
0: Oh, sorry for the volume on that, everybody. I apologize to any headphone listeners there. Try to keep a closer eye on that. Um, So there you go. Yeah, this stuff is no joke. People are waking up thanks to all of the information out there and their willingness to finally look at the facts and actually wake up. I think that people have to make that decision on their own. It's kind of like they, are, they have a disease. You know how when there's a, someone addicted to alcohol or drugs, um, the only way for them to get better is to admit that they have a disease and to want to be sober, and then they go forward with treatment? I think it's the same way for people who are asleep. I think it's a disease, and I think they have to make the decision to wake up. So, may they wake up. Um, And I love how they're like, it's a coincidence, it's a coincidence, and here I'll end on this and we'll move on to other uh, political news and stuff. But um, here are some uh, warning signs of having a coincidence. You may be having chest discomfort, uh, discomfort in other areas of your upper body. Your arms, back, neck, jaw, or stomach. Shortness of breath or other signs. Cold sweat, nausea, lightheadedness. And um, a lot of these are indicators of you having a coincidence yourself. So you should seek medical help immediately if you have any of these things. Uh, also known as heart attacks. And so, um, Let's see. Representative Gates. Let's see this. <laughs> I think this is uh, pretty interesting. So last night, uh, Representative Gates put this out, Matt Gates. He says, Dear Mr. Blanton, I write to inform you that the Speaker of the House office located in the U.S. Capitol building is currently occupied by Representative Kevin McCarthy. As of this morning, the 117th Congress adjourned. Sign D. I don't know how to pronounce these words. And a Speaker from the 118th Congress has not been elected. After three undeciding votes, no member can lay claim to this office. What is the basis in law, House rule, or precedent to allow someone who has placed second in three successive Speaker elections to occupy the Speaker of the House office? How long will he remain there before he's considered a squatter? Please write back promptly, as it seems Mr. McCarthy can no longer be considered speaker-designate. Following today's balloting, sincerely, Matt Gates, member of Congress. I thought that was hilarious. Squatters rights, But let's see what's happening here. Today they're resuming voting at 12 p.m. Eastern Time for a speaker. Trump tweeted this 4 hours ago. I'm sorry, Trump truthed truthed this 12 hours ago. I gosh. Trump truthed this 4 hours ago. He said, quote, "Some really good conversations took place last night, and it's now time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin, close the deal, take the victory, and watch crazy Nancy Pelosi fly back" home to a very broken California, the only speaker in U S history to have lost the house twice. Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a giant and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a great job and maybe even, I'm sorry, Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job. Just watch. Wow. So he's, he is urging people to, to vote Kevin McCarthy, Many are not happy. Many are not happy with Trump and this decision, but he's, he's, I guess, made some phone calls. I wonder what they discussed. I don't get it either summer. And we'll see what happens here shortly this morning with this vote. If it is done by the time this broadcast is done, um, if it's done during the broadcast, we'll definitely talk about it. If not, We'll be on the social Red Pill and elsewhere, Twitter and whatnot, to talk about it. And then we'll discuss it tonight as well. But, man, this seems very strange to me. You know, or I'm just going to kind of sit back and watch this. At this point with our government, uh, I don't have a lot of hope, let's say that. So, hmm, we'll see what happens shortly. Close the deal. Take the victory. Is it a victory? He's a rhino. How is that a victory? So, I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something and there's some grand plan. But, man, I'm done kind of just hoping and just with blindly following. Can't blindly follow anymore. That's how we got in this mess, isn't it? Um, interestingly enough, not only... <laughs> Did Kevin McCarthy move into the office early yesterday and move all his things into the office that really did happen? Um, but the World Economic Forum went ahead and um announced the next leader of the US House of Representatives last night as well. Let's jump to their website. Uh let's see if they even updated it yet or if they deleted it. Um Kevin McCarthy Worldeconomicforum.org. Majority leader of the U.S. House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, congressman for Rum, California, twenty-third district, U.S. House House Foreign Affairs Committee. That's weird. He lost the election. How is he? How is he already on the WEF's website? Oh, wow. Hmm. Look at that. You will vote to say and be happy. It's crazy, man. These people pull the strings for the government who really controls everything. Well, it's not really the world economic forum. It's the banks. It's the people who control the money. All right. And then I do believe that Joe moving on from that. We'll see what happens. We'll probably know within the next hour or two, um, the white house. Oh, I'm sorry. Joe Biden will not attend Pope Benedict the 16th funeral. Per request of the Vatican. It's pretty funny. They said, they literally said the Vatican asked for it to be that way. So there will be a representative in Joe Biden's place. They probably didn't want him to shit all over their floors again. The White House is such full of fake news and stuff. So let's watch what, uh, what they were saying yesterday. Infowars.com posted this great article. White House repeats claim that talking about the border makes it insecure. And there are so many claims coming from the White House uh, that are just ridiculous that they highlight in here. Does anybody around here think that the southern border is secure?
1: What I can tell you is this is a president has been working since day one uh, to work on border security. Uh, to make an immigration a priority, that's why he put forth a comprehensive immigration uh, reform plan legislation. And here's here's the thing. as the president is coming forward and trying to come up with solutions, the difference here is that you have Republicans, as you know, who are doing political stunts. And you oh, know sorry. and we've called that out over and over and over again. and the president is willing, is willing to work. Uh, with Congress, Republicans, Democrats, independents, uh, to work on these issues that matter to the American people. Uh, but this is an issue that the president has taken very, very seriously since day one of his administration.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. People, she also said that people calling out Biden and his disastrous border policies are engaged in political finger-pointing. <clears throat>
2: Roughly seven thousand migrants crossing every day illegally. Does the White House believe the border is secure?
1: Look, I've told you what we have done. What we have made this a priority uh, to make sure. Done?
2: Are they working?
1: To make sure that there's border security measures. Look, look, look here's the thing, Peter. The president has taken historic actions, right? That no other president has been able to do. When you think about the twenty-three thousand agents uh, that we, he has been able, uh, we have been able to put out there to deal with uh, the issue that we're seeing at the border, and that is something that he did without a lot of Republican support. Right. make sure that we are dealing with a real issue. When you think about uh, the smugglers, really putting a plan in place that we deal with the smugglers, right? And we have to be very careful here, Peter, on how we talk about this, because if we talk about it in a way that is misinformation, then it helps the smugglers. And so these are the issues that the president has taken incredibly seriously.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, don't talk about how bad they're doing and how bad the border security is, because you're just helping the smugglers. Why would you help the smugglers by telling the truth? Ridiculous. Um, she goes on with a lot of stuff. Um, and this one's pretty funny. She says, we've made significant progress in lowering the gas prices. The reporter says, the price of gas when Biden came to office was two thirty nine a gallon. Jean-Pierre responds, I know, but I'm talking about one year ago, and that was one year ago was not when he came into office. They're talking about how, how cheap gas is now, but it's not as cheap as it was when Trump was in office, but they're like, compared to how fucked up it was yesterday, we're doing really great. Gosh, terrible, terrible, terrible fake news. They listen to the experts, they follow the science, and they believe in the rule of law is what they said. Wow. We believe in the rule of law. Baloney. Then turn yourself in. Blow the whistle. We need some we need some high level whistleblowers coming forward in twenty twenty three. Um This next story is I thought it was fake, but I think this isn't fake. After <laughs> looking into it, you guys aren't gonna believe this. Or maybe you will. You're gonna say of course. Incoming Democratic congressman shuns the Bible. Instead, opts to use a comic book for swearing in. (laughs) Um, According to Representative-elect Robert Garcia's office, he was the first immigrant and LGBTQ mayor in the history of Long Beach and will be the first member of Congress to identify that way. In fairness to former mayors of Long Beach, Garcia should probably say he was the first immigrant and openly LGBTQ mayor of the city. It's an opinion piece. So Robert Garcia tweeted, Will be proudly sworn into Congress on the U.S. Constitution. Underneath the Constitution will be three items that mean a lot to me personally. A photo of my parents, who I lost to COVID. My citizenship certificate and an original Superman, number one, from the Library of Congress. Well, at least he has the Constitution in there. Oops. Yeah, at least he has the Constitution in there, but, um... Where's the Bible? What the hell is going on? What? And this story keeps going. Um... Garcia's House website claims that he was sworn in as a member of the U.S. House of Representatives by the Speaker of the House on January 3rd, 2023, which is clearly contrafactual. No new member of Congress can be sworn in until the House elects a Speaker, which obviously hasn't happened. It didn't happen yesterday. Los Angeles' KTLA reported the same thing actually but we already know about the establishment media's tenuous grasp on reality this is a this is really an opinion piece i don't feel like reading it entirely but that is the story there what i didn't i don't know what are the rules when being sworn in you could just be like i don't want the bible can i get uh i have a really good cookbook that i like can i use the cookbook to be sworn in does that work <laughs> what a comic book That's just wild to me. I don't understand. Apparently, it wasn't actually um, official because there's no speaker. Stupid. Wonderland. 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 Jeez. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. He's he's LGBTQ. It's okay. You can't say he did something wrong. That's bigoted. It's bigoted. Okay. Good news two men arrested for sabotaging four electrical power substations in Washington state yay I I hope there's not more of these crooks out there uh there is something interesting in the story though and I want to see if you guys could help me understand this here are pictures of the crooks with their faces covered those are not beards So two bald guys, one looks fairly olive-skinned, one looks more white. They have sweatshirts and gloves on, and their bottoms of their faces is covered. Um, The FBI arrested two men for sabotaging four electrical power substations in Washington State late last month. The two men, Matthew Greenwood, 32, and Jeremy Crahan, 40, were caught on surveillance video at the Tacoma facilities. Um, thousands lost power after the two suspects set fire to the Puget Sound Energy substation on Christmas Sunday quote at 721 p.m. on December 25th 2022 dispatchers received a call have um of a fire at the Puget Sound Energy substation at 14320 Kaposen Highway East, deputies, firefighters, and Puget Sound Energy employees responded to the scene. The fire was extinguished and the substation secured. Power was knocked out for homes in Kapausen and Graham. Kaposin, I'm sorry, these are these native names always get me. And Graham. The suspects gained access to the fenced area and vandalized the equipment which caused the fire. There are no suspects in custody at this time, the Pierce County Sheriff's Department said. They say, quote, this is the fourth incident at a power substation in the South Pierce County on Christmas Day. All law enforcement agencies in the country have been notified of the incidents and will be uh, monitoring power substations in the area, the Sheriff's Department added. Um... They were arrested on December 31st and charged with conspiracy to damage energy facilities. Greenwood also faces uh, one count of possession of an unregistered firearm, ABC reported. There's one interesting tidbit of the story here. FBI investigators were able to identify two phones in the vicinity of each of the four substations during the attacks, which led them to Greenwood and Crahan, according to the complaint. So, at each of the four substations, there were two phones in their vicinity, which linked them to these two fellas. Doesn't that seem a little bit sloppy and weird? Each station had two phones at it, so I'm understanding there's eight phones, two phones at each station, and they found them, and they were able to deduce that it came from them, and they made these arrests a couple days later. Doesn't that seem weird to anybody else? Like, it could be a setup. Or just straight sloppiness. Why did they have two phones at each station? Was this a part of communication and planning? I don't understand this. This is just wild to me. It seems really weird. Maybe I'm just looking too deep into it. Maybe there's no conspiracy there. I think this should be investigated extremely deeply, though, because people just don't go and destroy infrastructure. There's usually some kind of motive behind it. So they need to be investigated deeply. probably won't be. They'll get a slap on the hand and they'll be out there again. Um We've got big weather coming. I know a lot of people are sitting in snow right now, snowed in. Um so I hope everybody's staying safe and are and and, and is prepared for what's to come this winter and next summer and uh the years to come. I mean, I think this is going to be an ongoing thing with all the weather weather modification. And whatnot going on, and just attacks on infrastructure, etc. Just prepare. Um, California braces for a third atmospheric river bomb cyclone since Christmas, bringing severe flooding and loss of life. More to come. So I think California is getting sprinkled on right now. NorCal is preparing to be hit with a lot of rain. I saw up to like eight, nine inches in some areas. Um, it's going to be wild. Let's see what the article says. Strangesounds.org. Here's a nice little map of this thing coming in. You see Washington, Oregon, and California here on the right side of this picture in orange. Nice swirl of clouds coming in. The massive storm system is approaching the San Francisco Bay Area in California, bringing with it a threat of heavy rain, high winds, and feet of snow in the Sierra region. Rain is expected to be so heavy, the NWS says it's possible that human lives will be lost during the storm, known as the Pineapple Express. Ugh, why do they give them the stupid names now? The storm is expected to rapidly intensify into what meteorologists refer to as a bomb cyclone over the northern Pacific area, bringing an atmospheric river of moisture into the state. This will be the third storm in California to bring an atmospheric river since the end of December, including one on New Year's Eve that caused severe flooding and debris
1: well to the west where I want you to look at your screen this really a beautiful image coming in with our visible satellite but beautiful not necessarily in a good way this is a powerful storm that's making its way off to the east and that is going to pump in more showers more storms for the west coast you can see just how powerful this is there's that area of low pressure very well defined
0: so the entire coastal region here from fort bragg san francisco all the way down through monterey and further almost to santa maria are very likely going to be hit with flash flood flash floods surrounding areas eureka redding sacramento mariposa are likely to also experience flooding so with floods comes landslides and much much more make sure you have your emergency kits have water have food have first aid just bunker down and stay home the cool thing is, if, if you're prepared and this stuff hits you, you just say, okay, let's stay home and play games today and listen to music and watch the Red Pill Project and blah, blah, blah. Let's just chill. Maybe make some good food, hang out. No problem, right? So if you're not prepared, though, you're like, damn, I need to go to the store. I need to go to the store right now, and we've got feet, you know, three feet of water. Oh, well, I'm going to take the risk. And then next thing you know, you're waiting hours or days for help to arrive when you're stuck in a flood, or worse, um, fatal accidents happen in this kind of thing. So, yeah, be careful with this weather. Um, And I'm sure it's just going to move across the country and add to what you guys have over there as well, further east and north. I don't know. I think hopefully I hit, I'm open, I'm in north, I'm north in uh, by Seattle, so I'm hoping it's gentle on us here. It's been raining nonstop stop though. It only froze for a couple days, which was cool. That was the worst we got, just, a, you know, like a quarter inch of ice for 24 hours. All right, we have a message from the World Genocide Forum. I think I have to read this. I don't think they have a voiceover. This is Karen. We have brainwashed Karen using psychological operations. Karen wears her mask and does as she's told. Karen is up to date on all of her mRNA gene therapy. I just want to apologize to anybody named Karen out there. I have nothing against Karens, but that's just the World Genocide Forum. Sorry. Karen's offspring wear masks too. He would be ripe with adrenochrome. Mm. Karen has the Ukraine flag in her profile. She has no idea what the neo-Nazi is. Um, Sorry, let me go back. She calls Putin Hitler. We actually can't believe you fell for this shit again. We look forward to patenting more humans like Karen. Be like Karen. You will be happy. Brought to you by the World Genocide Forum. Creep. Sorry, Karen's we, we have fans named Karen's and We're not talking about you, we're talking about Karen, not Not Karen Karen, okay A um, little bit of world news here South Korea and Washington Discuss nuclear sharing Amid North Korean nuclear buildup Yeah Nuclear sharing They're talking nukes. World War III, nuclear warfare. I hope it doesn't come to this. CD, creativedestructionmedia.com reported, with Pyongyang increasing threats of expanding its nuclear arsenal, South Korea confirmed on Tuesday that it's in talks with the U.S. about becoming involved in U.S. nuclear weapons management, management as a nuclear deterrent to the DPRK, North Korea. Despite Seoul's confirmation of the talks, President Biden has denied that there is any discussion of sharing nuclear weapons. Oh Did they forget to tell him again? <laughs> William Gallo on Twitter tweeted, Biden says the U.S. is not discussing holding joint nuclear exercises with South Korea per White House radio pool. In an interview Monday, South Korea's president said the U.S. and South Korea were on talks on a plan that would effectively mount to nuke sharing. Amount to nuke sharing Oh my goodness, what a disaster They're probably like, dude, you weren't supposed to say anything about that yet We haven't told Biden the plan (laughs) Ridiculous Um, War, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine The creepy British Prime Minister Pledges long-term support to Ukraine After sending $2.6 in military aid in 2022 This is rmx.news. My gosh, that's a lot of money. So they're going to keep this war train funded. Let's take a quick look here. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak spoke by telephone with Ukrainian President Zelensky and assured him that Ukraine could count on Britain's support in the long term according to Downing Street. Sunak, Sunak said that Britain had, had handed handed over 1,000 anti-aircraft missiles to Ukrainian armed forces as a recent example of British assistance, according to a spokesman from the Prime Minister's office in London. The British Prime Minister also told Zelensky that, works, that work was already underway to prepare the delivery for further equipment in the coming weeks and months. Sunak, Sunak said that the, quote... British assistance is aimed at ensuring that Ukraine wins on the battlefield. Sunak was in Kiev in the second half of November, where he met with Zelensky and announced that Britain would supply Ukraine with 50 million worth of air defense equipment. Under the program, London will provide Ukraine with 125 anti-aircraft systems and technology that can be used against drones supplied by Iran to Russia, including dozens of radars and electronic warfare devices. According to the Prime Minister's office in London, Britain paid over $2.3 billion in military aid to Ukraine in 2022, making it the second largest, largest military contributor to the Ukrainian armed forces after the United States. Ha, you thought you were corrupt. Well, we've sent way more money to Ukraine. Um, That's enough of that. So we're going to... St- Keeping on with this war. That's, that's the gist of it there. We'll see what happens. People are actually suspecting. I've seen a lot of news coming out that they Russia could be making a move here. I hope not. I You know, we need peace this is really what we need. We don't need war. But here they are. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we've got an announcement from the TSA. TSA, Emergency Amendment... Requirements for proof of being fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Let's take a quick look here. What is going on, TSA? Can't you guys just knock it off? Here we go. The expiration date of this emergency amendment is April 10th, 2023. It is effective on January 9th, 2023. And it requires proof of being fully vaccinated proof of being fully vaccinated against COVID-19, except for some very few exemptions. And uh, it refers to this. The president issued a proclamation advancing the safe resumption of global travel during COVID-19 pandemic, um, which is where they get these requirements, which is here. So they're implementing this again, valid through April 10th, 2023. Here is the proclamation on advancing the safe resumption of global travel during the COVID-19 pandemic from October 25th, 2021. In here, it says that, quote, quote, I have determined that it is in the interest of the United States to move away from the country by country restrictions previously applied during the COVID-19 pandemic and to adopt an air travel policy That relies primarily on vaccination to advance the safe resumption of international air travel to the United States. This proclamation governs the entry into the U.S. of non-citizen, non-immigrants, that is, non-citizens who are visiting the U.S. or or otherwise being admitted temporarily, traveling to the U.S. by air. It suspends the entry of unvaccinated non-citizens, non-immigrants, except in limited circumstances. And it ensures that the entry of unvaccinated unvaccinated non-citizen, non-immigrants is consistent with applicable health and safety determinations made by the director of the CDC, including a requirement that, where appropriate, such individuals agree and arrange to become fully vaccinated against COVID-19 upon their arrival. My administration also has taken action apart from this proclamation to ensure that non-citizen immigrants are vaccinated vaccinated prior to air travel to the United States. There's a lot of disinformation in here, by the way. They say that, you know, how great the vaccine is and how the CDC says it prevents you from getting sick. Oh. So country to country travel's getting harder and harder as the days go by. Wait, what? January 20. Uh, Gary Flesner, breaking news in Kerry Lake appeal, panel of judges set a date January 24th it starts. Okay, January 24th, that's Tuesday, Tuesday in 3 weeks. Interesting. Thanks Gary. We'll have to we'll have to look at that. Interesting, interesting. Real quick, let's take a look at what's going on here. Uh, Patriotic Pisces, thank you. Uh, You're celebrating a 10-month subscription streak on DLive. Thank you. Um, Mr. Plum donated $5 and says, uh, I don't often donate to shows because I could barely pay my bills, but I really appreciate the way you and all of Red Pill Project bring news and theories to us, so it's worth it to me. Cheers. Thank you so much, Mr. Plum. You don't have to do that, but I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very, very much. It means a lot. Let's see. Here's an interesting article by naturalnews.com. We've been saying it. Here's just more confirmation on it. This is titled, 5G is a weapons system designed to kill people, says weapons expert Mark Steele. And here's one of the... Uh, chips that says COVID-19 on it and they attribute that to COVID-19. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, he warned the Mark Steele has warned the public that 5G is a weapons system designed to kill people masquerading as a benign advanced technology for enhanced communication and faster downloads. In an expert report, Steele said 5G represents a heinous crime if a person understands the motive behind its deployment. Steele previously acted as a witness and provided statements in several court cases exposing the lack of any credible evidence that the 5G light emitted diode LED network and planned neural connection to the 5G grid are safe. He also exposed the nano metamaterial technologies that are contaminating Wuhan coronavirus vaccinations. His effort has his efforts paid off as a judge at Newcastle crown court declared that the 5g risk must be debated. Um, interestingly enough, he talks more say there's a study here. Yeah. 5g, the study, a related study here, 5g exposure is significant factor in higher COVID cases and deaths. They looked at many countries and are connecting 5G to these deaths. Interesting here too, they say that Lethal autonomous weapon systems need the 5G networks to maintain their geoposition and navigate their environment to the target, he explained. These weapons cannot rely on satellite communications due to the potential for inclement weather events and signal latency to disrupt their signals, so they must have localized 5G networks for the upcoming cityscape battlefield environment, for assassination capability, and for battlefield domination in planned future wars. Wow. Wow. That's concerning interesting thought there. I never really made that connection, but it makes total sense um here in Washington, a lot of the deaths happened oh <laughs> excuse me happened near five g towers and i and I think that there is a connection here. I remember driving past one of these five g towers um Excuse me, one of these five g towers um Actually, okay. So I was driving down the freeway, the five freeway, north of Seattle, and I'm passing this um, apartment building, essentially. But it's an old folks' apartment building, and a friend of mine's like, "Oh, did you see that apartment building right there off the side of the freeway?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "That that location had one. That was one of the locations with the most fatalities in 2019, 2020 from the COVID outbreak," and I'm looking at it. Literally within 10 feet of this apartment building, there was a big 5G tower. And I'm like, holy crap. Interesting. You know, I don't believe in quinkadinks. This kind of stuff's wild. So did that have a play in it? Maybe. It's very interesting. Uh, Germany... Going full tyrannical crazy. A German doctor has been sentenced to over two years in prison for illegally issuing mask exemptions during the pandemic. Really? Um, I think they gave out like 4,000 mask exemptions, which is awesome. Unfortunately, they're being thrown in prison for issuing the masks, mask exemptions. Um... Summer posted this article earlier today Scientists just found the tomb of Egyptian god Osiris next to the Nile River. There's a video on it that I want to watch today If I could find a moment and do that I will I probably will by maybe lunch When I have lunch I could do that I thought that was very interesting. If that is true that's really fascinating uh, and I want to hear about that So The tomb of Egyptian god Osiris may have been discovered The Thearchaeologist.org has a blog about it and a video very interesting well i think we are going to end things here um let me just take a quick look over here uh where are we with this speaker of the house situation are they counting yet uh 118th let's see (laughs) What happened?
2: However... Madam Speaker, order. (laughs) Madam... Or Madam Clerk, order. We do not seek to judge people by the color of their skin, but rather the content of their character. Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds is a good man raised by a single mom who moved past adversity, became a Christian man at the age of 21, and has devoted his life to advancing the cause for his family and for this country. And he has done it admirably. But there's an important reason for nominating Byron, and that is this country needs a change. This country needs leadership that does not reflect this city, this town, that is badly broken. The House of Representatives is the people's house. It represents the entirety of our country and we each represent some 750,000 people. And we come here and it here we sit in a room filled with those representatives and my friend mr gallagher and he is my friend and i agree with him on many things and i agree with almost everything that you were talking about but we should be in here having this kind of a conversation with this many people in the room about ukraine And we should debate the merits. And we should debate the ups and downs of being involved. We should debate the $45 billion. We should debate whether it should be more or less. We should debate whether it should be paid for. We should debate what the result we should demand. The only way you're going to get that is if you change the rules and have the leadership to advance the rules to make sure that we can do that. Now... We've had a conversation for two months to try to advance the ball, and we have had success in doing that. But we're not there. We're not at the place where we need to be to guarantee, to guarantee that we're gonna be able to stand up in the face of the swamp that continues to step over the American people on a daily basis and spend money we don't have, and to continue to leave our borders open, and to continue to fund bureaucrats that are stepping over the freedoms of the American people. Byron will stand up and do that. Byron has a track record of doing that. And importantly, when we're sitting here today and we continue this debate and we then have a vote, I just ask my friends on this side of the aisle, do you think that the American people support the status quo? Yes or no? Do you think that the American people want us to continue down the road of what we've been doing? Do they want us to continue to do the things since the leadership that's currently in place have been in place? Do you think they want us to continue down that path? And the argument that I would make is that they want a new face, new vision, new leadership, And I believe that face, vision, and new leadership is Byron Donalds, and I'm proud to put his name into nomination, and I yield back.
0: Interesting. So they're nominating this Byron fellow, which is – who's a Trump supporter and all that? Okay, fine. Um, Here is Bloomberg saying that – Here's their take. The House of Representatives begins session as House GOP, led by Kevin McCarthy, plan to try to put off today's vote for Speaker as negotiators work behind closed doors to bre- to break the impasse. Let's see. Uh, where is it? All right. Well, you guys, unfortunately, I'm out of time. Adam. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I am out of time. RSBN TV is live streaming this. If you guys want to catch that also, um, there's other, there's a lot of stuff. I'm going to have this on in the background so I can keep track of what the heck's going on. Uh, thank you all for joining me this morning. We'll see how this unfolds today. Hope they have a vote. Just get it over with rip the bandaid off. Um, we'll see what happens. You guys, uh, thank you, Lisa, for the 10 lemons or the ice cream, whatever it was. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, I'll see you guys all tonight on the Daily Dose with Joshua Reed. And tomorrow morning, same bat place, same bat time, 8.30 a.m. Pacific for Coffee. Thank you for joining today. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Join the Social Red Pill, www.socialredpill.com. Doesn't cost you a dime. It's a great place to uh, hang out with the Red Pill family, share content. It's a social network. It's a good time. Socialredpill.com. I hope to see you there, everybody. Take care. God bless and Godspeed.